Well, hello there. You are listening to the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM. We're broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus on the unceded, ancestral, and traditional Musqueam territory in Vancouver. I am your host, Saida Unju, and the reason that I, my voice is a little lower than usual is because I am recording this from my home in Turkey. Yes, you heard it right. I am back home in Turkey right now. I got my work permit, so I came to see my family after seven months, Um, and yeah, my mom's asleep right now, so (laughs) I don't want to wake her up, but also, just a quick disclaimer, if you hear a dog barking in the background, that is my sweet, lovely boy, Milo. He is a wonderful dog, but he does tend to bark a lot he misses his friends he hangs out with his friends at night so right now as i'm recording this it's like 4 p.m and so he's not out with his friends yet so they're just you know making making plans for the night (laughs) but anyways so today we have an interview with the creators uh behind wings over water which is being shown on the vancouver fringe festival right now and then we have a review of So Damn Proud by Lua. We have a review of Amphitro by me and uh, a shout out. Yeah. Also, um, before we get into the interview, let me just say the Fringe Festival has some really cool, yeah, really cool plays and um, oh my god, I forgot. I also have a review of A Covenant Wife of East Van, which is also from the French Festival. So definitely, definitely check it out. Yeah, you... Uh, I love the French Festival and I'm so glad that it's back after a year in lockdown or two. It's been so long. Anyways, um, but yeah, get your tickets at tickets.vancouverfridge.com and there's so many good things. Also, we've been posting about fringe plays on our instagram so if you want some more information on what's happening you can check that out too we are art support citr on instagram but yeah so without further ado i will let you listen to my interview about wings over water and then we'll go into an adam psa break and i'll be back right after enjoy today I'm here with three wonderful people to talk about Wings Over Water. Hi, guys. How are you all doing? Hey, Sarah. Doing good. (laughs) So excited. Oh, my God. Yes, me too. I'm excited to hear about it. Um, So let's start off with you guys introducing yourself and kind of your role in this production, shall we? I'll go first. Uh, I'm Angelica. I use they, them, and she, her pronouns. I'm a poet, a community organizer, and um, learning how to be a playwright and an actor as well. Um, in collaboration with Chantel and Sarvin, I am. Um, we're here today to talk about our upcoming play at the Vancouver Fringe, and I play seven characters: patriarchy bird, grandmother bird, anarchy bird. Um, what are the other characters? <laughs> Bloodbird. Bloodbird and Party Bird and Dream Bird. So I play a lot of different bird hmm. characters in the play. And, and you play the ocean. And I play the ocean. Damn. <laughs> so many characters. It's a very dynamic um, set of characters. Yeah, and I'm one of the co-writers of this play along with Chantal and Sarbin. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Chantel, and I use they, she pronouns, and I am a choreographer, dancer, actor, playwright, creator, innovator, (laughs) and yeah, I'm also co-creator on this project, and I've learned a lot about music and sound design with Angelica throughout the project, and yeah, I'm an actor. I play Baby Bird, Um, so I'm kind of like the bird that's the through line, the like like meeting all these different birds and I kind of have the uh, beginning to the end arc of belonging mm-hmm. and yeah and and lots of the uh, work that I do is movement based so in storytelling it's through physical theater so lots of physical theater in this piece okay nice 
How about you, Sarvin? Hi, I'm Sarvin. My pronouns are she, they, and I'm a theater artist, and I am a director and co-creator of this piece. It has been, it's ha yeah, such a joy to really witness and explore this project with uh, Angelica and Chantal. Nice, thank you. So uh, now that we know who you guys are, um, I would like to know more about Wings Over Water, what the the show entails and what the audience can expect from it. This show is an experimental production of theater. It's an innovation mm -hmm. of theater. It's a blending of sound design and um, somatic movement and shadow puppetry and projection design and the, like the truest form of like comedic theater and sketch mm -hmm. comedy in some ways and caricature and our show is about belonging and it's about home and it's about diaspora and it's about connecting to ancestral roots and it's about finding identity among all the people growing up mm -hmm. what are all the people you meet so it's like grandmother bird the nurturance and then patriarchy bird the authority the school system education and then anarchy bird the wild reckless love partner love interest and then blood bird the the healing um connection to ancestral ancestral inner child truth and then party bird which is um connection to queerness and connection mm -hmm. to to joy to queer joy and then after that dream bird which is a mystery i'll leave in the dust nice <laughs> As you mentioned, the show includes poetry, somatic movement, shadow puppetry, uh, live music uh, created on the loop pedal. How did you guys decide to include these different elements? How was the creation process for you? I think it was something really cool about this project was that we all come from very different backgrounds. Like none of us are, you know, just like, like me and Chantal did theater school, but I feel like we still have so many different backgrounds. Like I feel like Chantal comes from this like choreography. So I feel like they want to tell their stories with their body. Mm -hmm. where I feel like Angelica tells her story more with the, their music and their poetry. And I feel like for me, it's more like, I just love puppetry and mm -hmm. I love, um, narrative. I love just like um, dramaturgy and stuff. So I feel like we were really able to use all of our skills and mm -hmm. all of our love for storytelling and just like mix it together. And it's like, yeah, it's possible. Why can't we have a theater like that where everything Definitely. is in one full? <laughs> Definitely. Nothing has to be strict and like as like the classical theater supposed to be so I think that sounds great and how did you guys know each other how did this collaboration come about well we're all close friends <laughs> um Chantal and I used to live together Sarvana and Chantal used to live together um as roommates um and um we've been through a lot together living through the pandemic together mm -hmm. so you know we've had a lot of days of being bored together or just going for walks in the forest together um, and really this project is a result of our passion for storytelling and our mm -hmm. connection in telling stories. I feel like through this project, we've learned a lot about each other and we've really gone deep and done some like deep work with ourselves on like, okay, what are the cycles that we're breaking in our lives with our families? And like, what are these common threads that we have in our lives mm -hmm. that relate to you know, being um, of uh, diasporic culture and of um, being like second generation or third generation immigrants. And I think we just connect as friends mm -hmm. and we brought that into our process of, okay, if we're going to write a play, what would we possibly write? And then yeah. letting these questions we have about belonging and home and self-worth letting these questions guide our creation and then saying oh hey guys i just wrote this song or i just wrote this poem or what would happen if you and i improvised a scene where i was embodying my father <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> um and just sometimes it's so silly and sometimes it's so fun and so we let that fun and that joy of creation guide our storytelling mm -hmm. so we didn't approach this as like okay we're trying to get from a to z we approach mm -hmm. this as like 
What if we wrote a poem together? What if、okay. you danced to my poem? What if I wrote a song based off how I feel off your dance? And then letting that move our narrative and shape our narrative.、Um, yeah, it sounds like your household must have been really fun to be in. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, we did lots of rehearsals in my house, and like it was just really wacky. Like, I mean, I live with other roommates now too, and they were watching our show. And、um, Danny, Danielle Rosali, created all of our projection design, and、mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. It was a like being able to work with a visual artist on this project as well was really yeah, incredible, yeah. and we. We really,、um, we really explored the idea of like visual narrative too, and like how we can express that. Like Sarvan, do you want to talk a bit about that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because we're also using this like old school projector where、oh. Danny、uh, has designed all these slides. So instead of like those slides are kind of like our set, you know, instead of like. Bringing like set pieces and changing、mm-hmm. the props and set costs. Yeah, it's just the slides. We're and we have so many. Like it, I had an amazing time just like talking with Danny and visioning all these slides because I'm like, Danny, I feel like this ocean. I want it to be like chaotic or like <laughs> warm. And then Danny would just give me that color and just you know would design it. And it was just so fun to.、Uh, I've I've never had that experience because I feel like. Um, it's something that we were really inspired by. Mind of a Snail.、Um, they really, really inspired us to、um, just use what we have. Like、mm-hmm. I think Angelica got the、uh, the projector, and we're like, yeah, let's just explore and have fun. And then we get to we crop some little birds, and we did like shadow puppetry on the、mm-hmm. projector as well. So we, I feel like we were really able to use. Everything we had to just yeah have different narratives, which was really awesome. That sounds amazing. Yeah, and、uh, I read that all three of you come from different cultures, from different cultural backgrounds. Do you think、uh, your cultural backgrounds affect your art? Has it been incorporated into Wings Over Water at all? Yeah. Well,、um, I'm. East Indian,、um, and I was born in India, raised in Vancouver.、Mm-hmm. So、um, I think I definitely feel where my cultural background comes in is through Grandmother Bird and Patriarchy Bird for sure.、Mm-hmm. Um, especially because those characters are so inspired by、um, people that influenced my life in growing up, and、mm-hmm. I think it comes through in the song. Uh, it comes through in the embodiment of the characters that's just in me, and I'm like, oh, this person that I feel so close to or want to tell、um, stories about is just in my body. It's just in my voice, and of course, the characters are totally different than these real life people. But I find that、um, my my ancestry comes through、um, in my embodiment of family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. How about you guys?、Um, I come from mixed heritage, so I was born in Costa Rica, and I'm half Costa Rican, half German, and I was raised also in Burnaby. And <laughs> I, yeah, and my ancestry is, I think, less about the cultural connection to necessarily German culture or Costa Rican culture, but more so as a mixed identity, as like、mm-hmm. an identity of itself, because right away the Baby bird character explores this idea of being like broken, split in half, and that's directly connected to the idea of being in diaspora and having mixed descent and not、mm-hmm. feeling like belonging anywhere because of the mixed descent. So that definitely drives my character and connects me personally to Baby Bird. This deep longing to feel a sense of connection to a culture, a sense of connection to tradition. Mm-hmm. And also feeling so far away in the lyrics, like I wrote a poem about belonging that's at the beginning and end of the play, and it's like this disconnection from these lands, and that's where the ocean character comes in. Like it is like oceans away, all like it's kind of like this. Like how did I end up on this land? Like it's this cultural narrative definitely impacts my connection to to find belonging in the piece.、Mm-hmm. Okay, Sarvan, you want to add? Uh, yeah, I was born and raised in Tehran, Iran, and I came here 
when I was 14. Um, so I feel like for me, I, yeah, I really connect with this show because throughout my life, I've always wanted to have a home, like a place that it's like home. And I never felt like I, I felt home here, neither in Iran, because when I, whenever I would go there, like people just wouldn't, wouldn't treat me as Iranian because they thought I had an accent, like an mm-hmm. English accent and here they think I have like a Persian accent sometimes so I think for me always wanting to belong or like always wanting to fit in but then I feel like throughout this show I realized that it's honestly it's about feeling home it's not really about finding that one place and just you know attaching yourself to this place you could definitely feel home with people who are um supportive and who just um, hold a space for you which I feel like our team really does that for me so I really feel home and also I think I really because I'm an immigrant I really see myself as the patriarchy bird (laughs) (laughs) because I have this idea that okay you came to this new land so you got if you want to be the best you got to work hard and stuff so I feel like gotta work hard gotta work hard (laughs) Exactly. Right. So this project has really helped me to just kind of like separate myself from that voice in my head and be like, you know what, like I'm doing my best and I don't need to push myself (laughs) and I'm enough. I think this show has really um, helped me to feel enough and complete. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. This is it's so great to hear all of your different point of views and how the show came about because well this is why I always like talking to artists too because from the outside the show just might look like you know what the synopsis says but on the background so much happens and so much passion goes into it so it's always great to to talk about it and listen to it and so if for the audience you want to see this uh wonderful well it sounds wonderful (laughs) show um wings over water would you guys like to remind everyone where and when they can watch it and how they can get tickets so audiences can go to the vancouver fringe website and look up wings over water and the upcoming shows we're going to be playing at the granville island picnic pavilion Uh, from September 10th to 19th. Mm -hmm. And if you want to follow along our journey, um, you can follow us on Instagram. It's at underscore wings over water underscore. And we have like tons of footage of our rehearsals and pictures from our tour. We just got back from Nanaimo. So um, if you want to follow along the journey, we also have like a link in the bio in -hmm. case uh, anyone wants to easily find tickets over there. Yes. And is there anything that you would want to mention before we go? I love these people so much. Doing this show has been so heartwarming for me during the pandemic and like finding community, Mm -hmm. reconnecting to my art. This has been the most regenerative process in allowing me to transition into continuing after the pandemic. Yes. I think I would just like to say if you're in for a wild journey and a wild ride and just some creative puppetry, original music that me and Chantel produced, um, if you just want to be blown away, just come to our friend show. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me, guys. I really enjoyed this and I'm really excited and hopeful that I can see Wings Over Water too. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. People, let me tell you about my best Become a CITR member and make some new friends. Members get discounts in Kitsilano and around UBC at The Book Warehouse, Stormcrow Ale House, The Australian Boot Company, Fresh's Best Salsa and Company, Banyan Books and Sound, Tapestry Music Limited, Rufus Guitar Shop, Dentry's Irish Grill, the UBC Bookstore, On the French Hair Design, and The Bike Kitchen. What would we do without our friends? Are you a Canadian employer seeking to hire a post-secondary student this month for a winter paid placement? Will this student be employed in a meaningful paid work environment in an IT or IT-related position, or in business development, digital marketing, or technical sales? 
Are you interested in receiving a subsidy of between five dollars and $7,000 to help you put a post-secondary student to work for you? If you answered yes to these questions, you will want to contact the Information and Communications Technology Council and ask about the Work Integrated Learning Program. Not only can they help subsidize a student hire, but they can also help you find the right match for your firm. To learn more, email info at ictc-ctic.ca and ask about the Work Integrated Learning Program. That email again is info at ictc-ctic.ca. Hurry. To qualify, applications must be approved before the student starts work. This project is funded in part by the Government of Canada's Student Work Placement Program. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that interview. And now, before I get into my two reviews, I think I'll let Lua do her quick review of So Damn Proud. And then after Lua's review, I'll be back with my reviews. And then I'll do the shout out. And that's actually going to be all for today's show. We don't have too much but next week is packed oh my god next week's show we have so many fringe reviews most of them by lua so make sure you tune in and again that show is going to be live hosted by lua because <laughs> i'm in turkey but yeah keep <laughs> keep keep an eye out for that episode uh even if you miss it live we podcast every episode so you can get it on all of your podcasting um how do I say this? Like where, 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 wherever you get your podcasts, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. <laughs> okay, so I'll let um, Lua do her review, and then I'll be back. Hello, everyone. This is Lua Presigio, and today I'm going to be talking about "So Damn Proud," a tale of grit and grace. The show is being put on by Holy Crow Arts. It is its world premiere, and it's running until September 24th, 2021 at the Anex uh, on Seymour Street in downtown Vancouver. Um, I want to start off with, yes, this is absolutely, as the title suggests, a tale of grit and grace, but I would also say it's a story about healing. This is the story of two siblings, uh, First Nations from specifically Squamish siblings who have been divided by some traumatic occurrences in their past and are trying to reconnect. The play is non-linear and so we don't actually find out what happened until somewhat towards the middle of the play and it keeps going back and forth um, constructing the story where the audience is is kind of brought along for the ride. And it's a very interesting ride, for sure. Although this is ultimately a play, it also contains um, contemporary dance performance and Coast Salish artistic traditions that tell a very unique story, or at least a very unique form of storytelling. I think ultimately the story that is told is one that anyone familiar with some of the intergener- wow, intergenerational trauma that exists within Indigenous communities could be familiar with. It's a difficult story, but it's also a really beautiful one. And I would just like to say that I've been part of the Arts Report for about four years now, And I'm just so happy to see the number of stories centered around Indigenous experiences that I'm seeing this year. It's just really great to see that and uh, have the privilege to see some of these stories unfold, knowing that all of them are very real and very raw. But back to the review, So Damn Proud is really awkwardly funny. It really... (laughs) takes on humor in a oh this character is really awkward and obviously uncomfortable and we laugh both with them and kind of at the situation which I found was a really fascinating experience uh one aspect of the display that I really really enjoyed and I think is really 
fascinating is because of that kind of humor and some other aspects throughout the play, the audience is not just a spectator, but they feel really immersed in the scene. It, all these conversa- all the conversations that happen feel really real. And so it also at times feel that the audience is kind of like also awkwardly just standing in the room with the other characters being like, oh man, that, that, that was awkward, which yields into these very interesting moments. And towards the end, there is ultimately a break of the fourth wall where the audience becomes the actual audience for a contemporary dance show that is part of the story. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. There is a lot to unpack in So Damn Proud. It talks about intergenerational trauma, uh, sobriety reconnecting to your roots or what to do when something happens and you don't feel like you belong and it all it does all that in a really short concise and very much almost unnoticeable kind of way it's seamless but it does convey all these different layers that are just so deep and complex I think ultimately the success of this play is due to its realism, it's due to its rawness, it's due to how relatable these experiences are to so many families that have been disconnected from their culture or separated from them. And how do you move on? How do you come back from that is the question that I was left with and I think ultimately the answer to that question is you can always come back. You can always reconnect. It's always going to be there for you. And I think that's a really powerful message to have. I think that my favorite part of So Damn Proud is that it does have a happy ending. It does deal with a lot of tragic, difficult themes. But in the end, you heal you move on, you become stronger, you come out stronger on the other side. And I think that's part of the reason it's just such an, an enjoyable and not depressing play. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't bum out my entire night, which I've been to a lot of plays that do. And so if I were to rate this play out of five, I would probably give it a 4.5. It's a really great play. It's very unique form of storytelling, a very different story in of itself. And it it just becomes you become involved and I love going into shows that I become involved with the characters and I you know, I, I'm cheering them on the entire way. So if you are interested, if you're curious check out So Damn Proud, A Tale of Grit and Grace, again, happening until September 24th uh, on Seymour Street uh, at a theater called Anex, 823 Seymour Street. You can buy tickets online at holycrowarts.com. I hope you enjoyed this review and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Welcome back. I am back. Okay. Um, so I hope you enjoyed Lua's review of So Damn Proud. Make sure you check it out. And before I get into uh, my reviews, my two reviews, Amphitro and A Coveted Wife of East Ban, let's, let's do our shout out first. Hmm? So our shout out goes to the Capture Photography Festival. It will be happening April 1st to 29th, 2022. So now you might be thinking, Sarah, there's so much time until it's happening. Why are you shouting it out now? Well, because they are having their call for submissions for the the festival. So from September 13th to October 15th. So it already started two days ago. <laughs> so you have exactly a month starting today. You can uh, submit for your proposal to be selected for the Capture Photo Fest. 
um, Capture's vision is to connect Vancouver to the world through lens-based art. The festival acts as a platform to expand visual literacy through lens-based art, strives to give voice to traditionally underrepresented communities, and to present compelling, urgent lens-based art. They aim to connect communities to incite meaningful dialogue between artists, curators, audiences, organizations, and institutions. Capture is committed to presenting perspectives from diverse backgrounds and members of underrepresented groups. You can uh, submit your exhibition proposal. Um, I'm sure if you Google Capture Photo Festival exhibitions 2022 it should show up um and yeah you can so it says here that all proposal will be processed through their platform art call there is a submission fee of 25 dollars for exhibitions uh but it includes one year capture photo festival society membership um, if the fee possesses a barrier for you to submit a proposal, you can contact them at info at capturephotofest.com. Um, you can get all of this information at, are you ready for this link? Capture Photo Festival dash. I, I, hope, I hope that's a dash, right? <laughs> oh my God. I, I confuse dash and slash all the time. Um, <laughs> I'm literally googling right now dash symbol <laughs> oh it's the hyphen yeah so a dash a hyphen anyways capture photo festival hyphen exhibitions 2022.artcall.org so yeah um, if you're a lens based artist make sure make sure you give that a look so you might you might get your work on the uh, on the exhibition who knows <laughs> but yeah so let's get into a really quick and by really quick i mean it a really quick adam psa break and then after that break i will be back with my two reviews and then that will be that will be the end of the show but yeah see you soon <laughs> we got a theory you're listening to CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver. We know how magnets work. If magic is all we've ever known, then it's easy to miss what really goes on. But I've seen miracles in every way, and I see miracles every day. We don't need to tell you that Vancouver has a housing problem. Mass evictions. Mass evictions. Unfair rent increases. What happened to rent control and protection from unfair eviction? If these or other housing matters concern you, you may be interested in joining the Vancouver Tenants Union. For more information, visit tenantsunion.ca. Hello, I am back. If you're just tuning in right now, hi, this is the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM. We are broadcasting from the unceded, ancestral, and traditional Muslim territory in Vancouver. And this is Sarah talking, your your host. So you've came just in time for my two reviews, one for Amphitro being put on by the United Players of Vancouver at the Jericho Arts Center until I believe October 3rd. It opened on September 10th. And the other for A Coveted Wife of East Van, which is a friend show. And it is being put on at the Granville Island, just like every other fringe show this year. All of the fringe um, shows are at Granville Island. So it's it's very convenient. You can basically just like see multiple shows a day. It is it's pretty great. And a coveted wife of East Van has a show today at six PM. So in like basically I don't know what twenty minutes. <laughs> um on September eighteenth at four and five thirty PM and at on September nineteenth at two and four thirty PM. I will remind those again uh, at the end of my review, but for now, let's get into Amphitro, shall we? So Amphitro is a play written by Plautus. It was translated from Latin to English by Toph Marshall, 
who is the director of the play, and he is also the artistic director of United Players of Vancouver. We actually had an interview with Toph. If you want to listen to that interview and gain a more um, inside look into the play, definitely check that out. It's on last week's episode, and I would recommend it. He's also a professor at UBC, so if you're taking his class this year, you are... Um, he mentioned that you're, he's doing, uh, he's teaching uh, Amphitro, so definitely, definitely go watch the play too. Like, isn't that great? How many people get the chance to do this? Like, study it in school and also see it live. Um, Amphitro tells the story of hmm, which which point of view do I do I tell this from? Uh, okay, so Amphitro follows um, gods? I don't know. So basically, uh, it opens with Mercury. Merc- Merc- oh my god, why can't I pronounce this word? Mercury? <laughs> Who um, gives some background information to the audience. Um, Amphitro has a slave, Socia. They've been at war and they are returning in the story. But while they're gone, Jupiter wants to sleep with Amphitro's wife, Alcumina. So Jupiter disguises as Amphitro and sleeps with Alcumina. Um, But Alcumina is not aware that she is sleeping with someone who is not her husband. Also, Mercury is uh, Jupiter's son who tricks both Socia and Amphitro that, so that Jupiter has more time to, you know, to, to sleep with Alcumina. Um, Mercury changes his appearance to look like Socia and so like um I feel like the real fun begins in the play when Socia and Mercury meet up when Socia comes back and Socia's like well that's me but he looks stronger than I am and then they like have a fight and it's so funny so this story is a tragic comedy which is a tragedy and a comedy and you can guess why it's a tragedy it 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 covers topics like slavery and rape which are not you know they're not they're not very fun oh my god i'm so sorry i just hit my mic um but also the comedy aspect uh comes in a lot especially with this production that the united players are putting on because they use so much physical comedy Honestly, my friend and I, after we left the theater, we were like, hey, like, it's a tragedy, com- tragic comedy, but there was no tragedy in it. And I'm like, just like, think about it a little. <laughs> there is tragedy. You just don't did not realize it because we were laughing so much throughout the play. And as I said, since there was so much physical comedy that you just kind of forgot about the plot um the the funniest part definitely was um the characters going through the door quote-unquote door because there is no actual physical door (laughs) and and all of them they were like no matter how sad or like serious the scene was they were they were all like squeak opening the door and then slam closing the door they were actually saying squeak and slam that was Everyone in the audience laughed so much at that. It was so funny. Um, Toph talked about in the interview about how there was um, music in it. And besides the intended music, there is actually some like type of rhythm to the words, which I think showed up most in the beginning where Mercury was giving the background information. Um, but then later in the play, there wasn't as much, at least I didn't pick up on it, (laughs) but yeah. And then uh, there was, as I mentioned, songs in it. So the songs were written by Toph, I believe, and composed by Alex Silverman. And they were, 
there were some funny songs this first song was actually really funny and then the rest of the songs were pretty good too the song that akumana sang oh my god she has such a good voice well of all of them had good voices but akumana the the woman playing akumana let me let me look up her name really quick let me look up everyone's names <laughs> but yeah her voice was so good and the songs i think maybe it was because it was opening night or maybe it's just the way it is i don't know but um there were some timing issues with the songs where the the actors either sang a little too early or a little too late but i feel like in my opinion that was probably the the opening night jitters and it should be you know better uh after a couple of uh performances because it happens they're singing live with no backing track so you know i would i would mess it up if i was them so okay um mercury was played by cameron chu socia claire de brun Amphitro Ayush Chabra, Jupiter Matt Loop, Alcumina Joan Park, and um, Bromia Aaron Perghart. I hope I pronounced all of those names right. Let's hope so. Um, okay, let's look at my notes. Oh, also, because oh, well, I was aware of the story, like the plotline, but I didn't know that the, the beginning started with Mercury's... Um, monologue so i was kind of confused at that in the beginning <laughs> but i mean after after the monologue does was done i i kind of you know got back into it and realized what was happening but my friend uh who came with me she had no idea what was going on simply because she didn't know what the plot was or the story and so she <laughs> i have a little notebook that i take notes on and then at the one point she took my notebook and she wrote what if the audience is schizophrenic and i'm like you know what i feel like that would be such a good plot just imagine a play that is self-aware but not until the very end so the and the, the audience is schizophrenic and you know what maybe i'll spend more time talking about this in a later episode today right now is not the time this is about Amphitro but okay <laughs> so act two I wrote nice lighting it had really good lighting in my opinion um and let's see I I think my pages are too loud anyways the second act was much shorter and in my opinion again it was way funnier um, I feel like it was funnier simply because you already have the baseline you already know the characters and it's just you know just do what you want and have fun with it now <laughs> um, everyone in the cast was really good shout out to all of them they all did such a good job the set was oh my god i hit my mic again i'm so sorry the set was there wasn't much of the set especially after the beginning when they put um like a fabric over some set pieces to make it the door so i can't really speak on it but i it was a really functional set uh, which was really nice and honestly the lack of set and by that I mean like not an extra vagant set like for example the sound of music had like two years ago the the fact that the set was simple and functional it's still they still worked it really well and it was really good um but yeah I think that's all for me when it comes to Amphitro. I would say definitely go check it out. If you want a good night of laugh, go go see Amphitro at the Jericho Arts Center. It's playing until October 3rd and um, I believe the, the performances are at 8pm. So grab a bite and then go to, go to Amphitro. And again, if you're taking toff's class it's even better and you can chat to him about the play too so okay 
Now that Amphitro is done, I'll move on to A Coveted Wife of East Van. Um, A Coveted Wife of East Van is a fringe play, as I said, featuring two characters. Well, three characters, but two main characters. The characters are um, Callie and Sam. Callie and Sam are really good friends, best friends, and Sam... Um, Sam dates a lot and went through this like very uh, how do I put this like she was dating a lot <laughs> and then Callie was basically along for the right she was going trying to quit alcohol um, and then the play is it's a musical play by the way and the play is basically uh, them telling this story and it's pretty <laughs> the beginning when the the actors come on stage as the characters they say we didn't have to make anything up unfortunately that's the truth like everything in this story is true so you kind of think to yourself hey like are these the the actual actress talking like are we just gonna is this play their real story but then <laughs> really um well first of all if you know the actors names you realize that that's not the case but if you don't secondly um soon after the one of the dates is interest introduced you realize that ah that this is fictional this is fictional okay (laughs) um i'm not gonna spoil what it was because it was like the surprise factor that was really funny so if you're gonna see a coveted wife of east van you'll know what i mean um both of the actors voices was so good um as i said uh this is a a musical play and you know they were singing because it's a musical play (laughs) and they did such a good such a good job i think they both were such really good such really good they both were really good singers and they also did a really good job acting too yes that is those are the words and the there was a third actor who played all of the dates um he played different guys which was really cool to see because the the different guys he played were actually really different um so i think yeah he did a really good job so okay um let's shout out the the casting creative team shall we (laughs) why do i keep saying shall we oh my god okay so playwright is mar norwich director is ariel martz oberlander music is itamar erez and the mm, the actors Okay, it stars Megan Phillips, Mustafa Shakir, and Haley Sullivan. Those are the three actors. Uh, Megan plays Sam, and Haley plays Callie. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, also, oh my god, Haley plays such a good drunk. Because, well, in the story, Callie is basically an alcoholic she drinks a lot and there's this uh one specific scene where she uh gets into a bar fight when she's drunk and i think the actress Ailey did such a good job honestly playing drunk is very difficult i think well acting drunk um it is it's something that you can tell that it's fake in like movies and plays because well everyone does it kind of the same i would say like slurred speech and uh being unbalanced and stuff like that and Haley, of course had those elements too because well that's what being drunk's all about (laughs) but the thing is uh for the first time i was actually i i actually believed that the character was drunk i wasn't thinking to myself oh she's just acting right now you know um and i think that was i thought that was really good um one of my notes just says um 
eye to eye. <laughs> Let me explain. So in Granville Island, a coveted wife of East Van is in Picnic Pavilion, which is a it's not a small space, but it's like smaller than your normal um, theater space. It's uh, open air. The top is covered, though. Like it was raining when we were there and it was fine. There are like three rows of seats. So when the actors, Megan and Haley, were looking at the audience, they were like making um, eye connection, making yeah like direct eye contact <laughs> with people and there's this one specific time when Megan was just staring into my soul and it was it felt so funny and awkward at the same time I just started taking notes and looking at my notebook because I'm like okay please okay I'm listening I swear I'm watching you just please don't look into my soul <laughs> But yeah, um, that was pretty funny. So keep that in mind when you go, Megan and Haley make, might make eye contact with you and might just stare into your soul. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you are in the Vancouver dating scene, if you were in the Vancouver dating scene, um, if you live in Vancouver and kind of will get the references to like some places in Vancouver, I think a coveted wife of East fan, you should definitely check out. Well, if none of those things apply to you, you should still check it out because it was still really funny. I just, in my opinion, if you have been or still in the Vancouver dating scene you will kind of like I guess relate to the stories a little even if not too much because some of them well not some well like one of two or them are pretty extreme <laughs> but yeah I think and relating to the story just makes it even funnier but even if you will not relate um, it was still very funny and I think definitely check it out. It's like a, it's a pretty short play. It's only 40 minutes, so it will make a really good, um, like a, a really good afternoon activity. You can go to Granville Island here. I, I made the program for you. September 18th, go to Granville Island, grab a beer in the, one of the the places there i don't know whichever you would like <laughs> and then 4 p.m see a coveted wife of east van you're not free at 4 p.m that's fine get to uh granville island at like 5 15 go see a coveted wife of east van at 5 30 p.m afterwards at like 6 6 10 p.m um go eat dinner at granville island perfect night september 19th it's at 2 p.m and 4 30 p.m so you can do a lunch date too also just because i'm talking about it as if you have to go with someone that is not the case i went to see this by myself and it was still very amazing if you want to take some time for yourself i think it's a really good idea to see literally any friend show because you know it's there they're all there they're all in granville island just go to granville island and make a day of it it's amazing but yeah so final verdict check out amphitro check out a covered wife of east fan <laughs> okay that that brings us to the end of the show um i hope you enjoyed today's episode i know it wasn't too much but i certainly enjoyed it Next week will be a live show hosted by Lua. And the week after that is a pre-recorded one with me again from Turkey. And next week's show is a bunch of friend shows. And we have two interviews. So you have, you know, 
best of both worlds reviews and interviews so make sure you tune in also catch us on our social media instagram we're arts report citr twitter we are citr underscore arts report facebook we are citr 101 wait what are we on facebook on facebook we are arts support on citr 101.9 fm uh, <laughs> Yeah, so this has been your host, Sarah Unju, and I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. Goodbye. Oh! Oh, yes! Yeah! Hiya! You're listening to C. Oh, yeah! I. Hiya! T. Hiya! R. Woo-hoo! 101.9 Vancouver. Yeah! I'm only gonna tell you one time. A groin grabbingly great station. This episode is made possible by the Community Radio Fund of Canada's Radio Meters program. Hello, you are tuned into Research Review on CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasting from the unceded territory of the Musqueam people at UBC. My name is Aliarada Mary, and I'm joined by my co-host today, Gurman Gill. Each week on Research Review, we interview a researcher who is affiliated with the UBC community and discuss some of their latest work and findings and how they relate to 